Hello and welcome to the podcast Invest in You. This is a great chance to have another good conversation with, in this case, David Hensel and Charlie and Ivan. They are in school, so we will just do this, the grown-up version. How are you today, David? I'm doing awesome. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, no, it's really good to, to have you on board. And um, I like people who are proactive. So in this case, it's uh, it's an outreach from David slash David's team to actually join us on this podcast. So I'm just saying that you never know if you pick up the phone or if you send an email, what that might lead to. So yeah, uh, one more time, uh, thanks for joining us. So uh, David has got a broad experience. We will have a quite open conversation. We will absolutely touch upon one of his passion projects. And I think it's super cool to actually have a passion project and what entails we'll come back to in a moment. So, David, uh, you are today in Turkey. Where uh, have you been in the world and what brought you to Turkey? Have <laughs> um, been traveling around like me? Yeah, I've been, I, before Corona, I used to travel at least one week out of the month. I was, was somewhere, you know, but since, since, I think since February was the last time when I traveled, I went to a conference in Amsterdam and since then I've, I've been here, which was quite a new experience. Um, but what got me to Turkey, let me start at the origin. I'm originally from Germany. I've always been an entrepreneur, had a variety of businesses in Germany. Um, and my last business there was an e-commerce business, which I sold to get money to get my investor visa in the United States. Because back then, this was like early 2000s, there was like no real startup scene in Germany, especially where I'm, I'm from in Wiesbaden, Frankfurt area, there was like nothing. So I was drawn to what was going on in the States. So I sold the business, which gave me the money to get my investor visa in the States and um, moved there in 2009 and um, co-founded MaxCDN, a content delivery network, which we sold five years ago, had a really good exit. And then my wife wanted to move back to Germany. So our daughter grows up close with the family. And I uh, said, honey, I love you very much, but I can't go back to German weather. It's just like, that doesn't work. (laughs) So after eight years of Southern sunny California, I just couldn't do it. So we thought, okay, what what else is in Europe or close to Germany with a, you know, quick quick flight and then has good weather. And I wanted to go to Spain because my Spanish is much, much better than my Turkish. Uh, I'm bottom Turkey right now. My My wife has Turkish parents, so she speaks the language and it was her turn to pick i picked los angeles so you know and so we, we, we ended up here Fairness, yeah good one good one yeah no i'm i just saw my brother the other day he's got a, a new son and they think about going to argentina now when the weather gets more dull in sweden so yeah i can completely relate to moving where the weather is better and uh, also where business is more exciting sometimes as well uh, ultimately business is what brought me to england in the first place and my wife uh, she she likes everything british so yeah but now i'm here she's not very very ironic but uh, there we go okay so we said before we even launched the, the, the recording of this episode that we both uh, like personal development. Can you remember what was your first experience with personal development in any category that you can remember? I'm not sure what the first one was, but the first one that had a really big impact on me was Napoleon Hill, um, yeah. Think and Grow Rich. I think this yes. was like the big, big eye opener for me. And then I really heavily leaned into personal development. I've, I've never been 
I've been a troubled student. I went to 14 different schools. I got kicked out everywhere. I was just like, yeah. I just didn't fit fit into this. And I always loved learning. I just wanted to learn the stuff that I was interested in and not somebody that forced me to learn something that yeah. I didn't, didn't want to. So I think this is kind of what, what kicked off my, my personal development journey. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny. I, I mean, my oldest son, he has spent a lot of time with a, with a headmaster uh, at his fairly first years in England, for sure. Uh, and the, the, the way to... To discipline kids uh, in England might not be the smartest way if you look upon from like a learning point of view. Because if you're really strong-minded as a child, uh, it doesn't really matter what they will do to you, and yeah. it won't really work, and it just have the the opposite effect, uh, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, for me, uh, personal development. Yeah, absolutely one of the the, the first books I read in that space. I always love reading, but I. Just a random meetup on a, on a plane. Someone tried to pull me into multi-level marketing. And they said, you should read this book. That was for Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And that was way back when. Uh, and I set up a company right away on the back of that. And there's been many companies since. Most are of them still trading. Haven't done a proper exit like yourself yet. But I'm working on a two at the moment. We'll see. Oh, Good cross. The podcast name is Invest in You. We're still talking about like personal development. What does investing in yourself mean to you? I'm investing in myself. Is um, I showed you my my North Star document before. Yes. Kind of knowing what what roles do I have in my life? You know, and the, and the roles in my life is you know I'm, I'm I'm a father, I'm a husband, I'm a business partner, and so I have to make sure I invest in in these areas of, of my life. But I also want to invest in myself in terms of growing, and which means like being in shape and also mentally growing, kind of learning new skills, et cetera. And I invest a considerable amount of time in, in, in doing this. Um, so I have a personal trainer comes to my house several times a week and I consume a lot of audiobooks. I'm always, you know, I need new stimulation. I used to, I love to travel to meet like-minded yeah. people that yeah. are, you know, I love being at conferences and learning from smart people. So I, I can't always in, invest in myself. Yeah, no, I, li- I like the sound of that. And I'm sure that so many listeners can really relate to that as well. Uh, and, and like you said, the, the health aspect, if we don't have health, we, we don't have as much and we won't have the, the power to en- endure and to enjoy it as much. So, yeah. And Thanks another thing that. in terms of investing in myself is like yeah. building my personal brand or like yeah. building an gr- amazing network and kind of, you know, um, my personal mantra is I want to, improve the life of every person that I meet. So, you know, I always like give, give, give. I figure out on the plane ride, wherever it is, see, yes. you know, with a quick conversation, where can I provide value to this person? You know, is it in you know, personal development tips, habits, training, yeah. business trips, marketing trips, whatever connections that I can make, you know, and it's, it's, it really, it's a lot of fun to me and it, it's, it, it's crazy what comes back from it. You know, not necessarily from this person, just like overall, you know, like, or yeah, exactly. there's no, no short-term benefit, but long-term it's like, you know, I'm always in the long game with, with everything I'm doing. Yeah, no, exactly. The, the long game and the deferred gratification usually pays off uh, better if you have the patience and the attitude you mentioned there to help others, that's invaluable, not only to others, but also it does help yourself uh, over, overall as well as, as we both have figured out. So struggling with my light here. Yeah. Okay. So you have working with coaching a bit and uh, let's jump into coaching. What does coaching mean to yourself? Um, I mean, co- coaching for me started having, 
uh, a business mentor slash, slash coach in when I moved to the States. He was the old CEO of my business partner's previous business. And he was just a phenomenal guy who, who um, just gave so much value to me. I would have never, and it would have taken me, I don't know, X more years to, to, to get the same experience yeah. in, into yeah. my head. So I think it, it, it's really important. I'm personally not a coach, but I started coaching people on, you know, I mean, I'm not a trained coach, uh, yeah. so I never did any formal training, but you know, I've, I've always had businesses and employees and I really always enjoyed mentoring and, and building people up. It's like something gives me a lot of joy to, to see people have breakthroughs or to see people just like thrive. Yeah. Um, I initially started a program called Managing Happiness a few years back which was back then applying business principles to family life. My wife and I figured this out at some point that, you know, I came home from a meeting about the roles and responsibilities in my, at Max CDN. And our daughter was still in diapers and I was sitting on the couch and they're like, Hey honey, look, Emma has a full diaper. And my wife blew up because she thought, you know, like I'm telling her to change the diaper, but I was just tired and like making an observation. I thought, why are we fighting about this? And then I realized we never talked about, our roles and responsibilities at home. You know, she changes the diaper most of the time and I'm, you know, I'm having yep. no problem of doing it, but I'm not home that, that often. But I didn't know that, okay, now it's, it's my turn. So the next morning we sat down and wrote down our roles and responsibilities and this took away 80% of the friction we ever had in our relationship. I thought like, holy cow, if this works so well, maybe we can take other aspects from business and apply it to our personal life. Yep. So yep. kind of like having, having family core values, having you know, personal missions, having regular meetings, shared calendars, to-do software, et cetera. It's like you know, all the stuff that you do in the business. Yeah. And this is what I was, so I recorded an online video course and, um, uh, you know, was offering this after we, we sold Max to the end. I thought, okay, I'll just move to Turkey and do this, you know, providing value to people and, and, and it's, it's fun. But it turned out that this was too much of a family therapy thing. And I'm not, I'm not a family therapist. You know, I'm also a coach. I'm, I'm, I'm a business, yeah. business nerd. So this was something that, that bothered me and um, I, I kind of, you know, got back into business. I founded another business, which is LTV Plus. We do um, live chat agents and support agents, mainly for e-commerce and SaaS businesses and then bought another business, which is Task Drive, where we do sales development services and lead research and kind of now have a portfolio of five, six companies. And yeah. um, then I... S- you know, I had all these people, the people who are leading my businesses, business partners or, or GMs and the, the, the executives in these businesses. And I thought, hey, let's, let's help them to be on their A-game because when they're personally on the A-game, then, you know, business will also thrive, you know? And yes, so I, agree. I took, took elements of managing happiness and kind of moved it over and repurposed it and started group coaching these, these executives and also the reason why I did group coaching and not record another course, because only 7% of the people who bought my course completed it, which drove me nuts. Because for me, it was not yep. about money. It was about having impact. And yes. first I thought my course must really suck that nobody completes it. <laughs> then I looked into the numbers and it's actually the norm that um, online courses, sub 10% of courses that are sold are completed. And then we switched to group coaching and it worked phenomenal. And we had uh, went from 7% to 94% completion rate. And we saw really phenomenal results helping people to figure out their personal mission, vision, core values, 90-day, yes. 30-day, and 10-year plan. And also the habits, which is a key thing, in, in my opinion. Habits determine everything in your life. If you're rich or poor, happy or unhappy, obese yes. or in shape, it all boils down to which habits you cultivate. So 
and you know I helped these executives and a few friends joined and um, they sent their employees and so it kind of grew organically even though it was not, not, not really the plan and um, I was using Google Docs and I cobbled it together with a bunch of software and it was really hard to use and I couldn't find anything that suited this and so we started building a software I asked the CTO of one of my other businesses yes to jump in and help. And then we built this tool, which turned out really great. And then I asked a friend of mine who's a well-known coach, Todd Herman. He wrote the book, The Alter Ego Effect. And, uh, and so I came in, you know, I'm not, as you know, I'm not a coach, but I built this coaching software. Could you give me some feedback? <laughs> and he lost his mind over it. said like, I want to invest. I want to be part of this. Let's make this big. And so we spun it out of Managing Happiness and yeah. bought the domain upcoach.com. And now we have it on upcoach.com. We just launched two weeks ago. And um, so, yeah, that's, that's how I got into the, the coaching space. And since then, I've been talking to a lot of coaches yeah. and, you know, kind of learning the coaching world. Yeah, and I've been working with coaching for a number of years, mainly in the space. Well, first of all, I, I used coaching as a, a tool when I was a leader in the military and then later in, in business. But I used it a lot helping people to make it, uh, a transition from a normal job into becoming full-time property investors working with real estate and the same thing there we, we we really lacked a proper tool so eventually someone had uh, an idea uh, how to do it and i'm not sure what she's doing right now but i helped her in the early days linked to the funding aspect of things it's really interesting topic so i'd like to dive into one of the struggles for many people which you might have had experience in with you mentioned you got like 30 days and you got the 90 days, and then you even got all the way to the 10-year yes. goals. How do you see a difference between how people relate to those timeframes, if you have done any observations? I mean, 10-year goals just kind of like just a rough direction on, on where we want to go, Yeah, you know, and then, then the, the 30 days just like actionable, the stuff that I want to knock out, and then yeah. new 90 days just like, you know, kind of also still, still aiming further, but kind of like, Kind of knowing where you're going. Also, having all my businesses, we always do our 90-day plans and in terms of what we want to accomplish and achieve. And great. So I think w- without something like this, you're just kind of aimless and you're just wandering around. And you need a clear goal and direction to 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 accomplish stuff. You know, it's like yeah, very exactly. hard to accomplish stuff if you don't have that. Yeah, and also the 90 days is a good way to be really productive in the whole year because you've got a, a chunk of 90-day sessions that you can actually complete instead of like looking up on a, on a year because quite fluffy and un, untangible in terms of directions. And funny enough, most companies set a one-year goal for many aspects of the business, which usually doesn't really work as well because high energy when you set out then you forget about it and you might or might not pick it up in the end, which means ultimately you lose at least six months out of that duration to actually achieve whatever it might be. Yes, again, pure, not, not pointing fingers, more pointing fingers at no, myself. <laughs> it's just uh, observations really from working with lots of companies in different spaces. There's an amazing book called Traction, Get a Grip on Your Business by Gina Wickman, which teaches mm-hmm. the EOS, the Entrepreneurial Operating System. Um, which is really phenomenal. And I'm, I'm using this US system in all of my businesses and it is the absolute game changer. So everyone out there, do yourself a favor, read this book, implement it in your business. It's an absolute game changer. And I'm, you know, 
I'm not getting any commission for this. No, no, it's no. Just good, like, you good. Know, it's, uh, another it's book to really read. Amazing. Love it. Please do yourself a favor, read it. Yeah. So yeah, tra traction by Gino Wickman. There's yeah. a, there's another book called Traction by the Duck Duck co-founder, which is the wrong one. Yeah. Reads the um, Traction Get a Grip on Your Business Perfect. by Gino Wickman. Good, good. And that will be in the show notes. You don't need to worry about that if you didn't capture that first or second time round. Excellent. So goals, coaching. What, what excites you in life? You did mention a daughter. Yes. Uh, How old is she now at the moment? Seven. She's seven. seven. Yeah. She just started second grade remote school, which she doesn't yeah. really enjoy. And <laughs> especially she's, we have to see if we can move some stuff around because she's, we, I speak English with her um, because we, yeah. she was born in America and my daughter speaks German with her and we live in Turkey. So she speaks Turkish as well. So in this, in the, uh, I just watched her in English class and they were like, this is a dog. This is a cat. You know, yeah. it was like yeah, yeah. very, very boring for her. So I want to see if I can move up because otherwise she may end up like me not having any interest in school. <laughs> so <laughs> I gotta make some adjustments there. Yeah. Um, stuff that ex excites me. I'm, I'm very focused on business. I really yeah. enjoy growing businesses. My personal mission is to be being a change agent who's transforming the lives of individuals and organizations. So, so they can reach their full potential. And so this is, you know, what, what I enjoy most. And so pushing really hard to drive up coach, to yeah. get this into the hands of as many people as possible, because then I can amplify it. You know, when thousands of coaches use this tool to have a positive impact into millions of people's lives, then, you know, this kind of amplifies my, my mission. So this is what I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about. And, um, yeah, that's, um, I, yeah, I'm very focused on work. I really enjoy working and, and driving stuff like this forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have sort of companies in Germany. What's one like one strong entrepreneurial trait that helps businesses in Germany? Because it's a little bit country specific. Hmm. I mean, you mean difference between Germany and the US? Uh, well, or? No, I will come to US in a second. But if you focus on... Yeah, well, you can combine the two and do, do differences if you want. But the, well, one strong trait that is really beneficial to have if you're an entrepreneur in Germany, for example. I mean, just like in German cultural, you're very organized. You're very, uh, you know, on point. Kind of as, uh, what I liked in, in the podcast, the last episode that you heard um, from the um, Member Mouse founder, he yep. said, how yep. you do one thing is how you do everything. Love so it, like, yes. you know, I love, love being structured. You know, it's like, it's also <laughs> when, when I hire somebody, when I work with somebody, I look at how they do stuff, especially using finding business partners or GMs. You know, if there's like, see certain things in their, you know, um, in their normal behavior that I don't like, this is always an indicator. You know, if you're sloppy here, you're going to be sloppy there. If you're yeah. Yeah. an asshole at work you're going to be an asshole at home if you're you know it's just like you, you are who you are you can't really hide this so it's, it's yeah, really good, yeah, good, good point so i think having these german <clears throat> german traits is, is very beneficial of running a, a clean business that's you know doing proper organization development to run a business like like a machine you know it's yeah, just yeah. And, and optimizing it the downside of, of of german mindset is they're pretty risk averse in general you know com comparing to the us Yes. And um, also when, 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 you know, it's like many years ago when, you know, now having a startup, et cetera, is like kind of more normal. But back then people were like, 
why don't you work a normal job? Like, kind of, what's wrong with you? You know, like, all this risks. <laughs> and this is, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, I can completely relate to that. I've been working in Germany for more than 20 years on and off. So, yeah, absolutely. I can see what you're sharing there. Thank you. And in, in, um, inflex, inflexibility, I guess, you know, like, no, yeah. we have to do this by the book. This is, We've always done it like this, this way. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. All right. On, on the flip side, very much on the other side of the scale, the US, and you've been on the West Coast, right? West Coast, yeah, Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're very enthusiastic, very open to stuff. Um, it's not, it's hmm? not not always as detail oriented or like a machine. No, 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 no. Uh, Sorry, uh, it's just like different, 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 different culture. You know, when, when I first day, you know, when when I came to work, when you know my uh, we. My business partner had a hosting business before and we started the CDN together and he, we took part of his team over to the other business. You know, first day I come to work and I'm wearing like a, a dress shirt and you know, a suit jacket and yep. the uh, one of the guys is coming in shorts and flip-flops. I'm like, okay, I guess things are a little different here. You know, <laughs> so it's like, um, but in terms of really big difference is that in America, it's like you have the opportunity to to grow really big and fast, like hockey stick growth, yes. but you can also like really nosedive really hard, yeah. you know? And so I think that's, that's a, a big difference. And also, but what's also interesting is like, it, it's okay. If you nosedive, you just get back up and you, you, you do it, do it again. It, it's cool. Yeah. Versus in Germany, you kind of have it like a stigma of failure. So it's like just different. Yeah. Really I can completely, completely relate to that. And I would say that there are many similarities between the German culture and the Swedish culture. But there are lots of aspirations towards the American one. You can see how people are then torn in two very different directions. Um, by Some people who have been Americanized, but live in Sweden, for example, uh, and some other who are more like, <laughs> this is how it should be. Um, so yeah, but uh, I think many organizations need to have both of those aspects, which brings into another aspect, which I find very interesting with your journey, that often you have had business partners, maybe even co-founders or, or, or mm-hmm. later joiners. What's the, the strength of having the diversity in the, in the core management team? Well, I mean, I, I think it's super important to have good business partners, to have strong business partners, also with different opinions because yeah. iron, iron sharpens iron. You know, if, yes. if I'm iron and you're wood and I always cut into you, always just yes to everything, you know, I, I become dull. You know, you kind of need, need this and need this and... I'm a, you know, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. You know, so I think yeah. it's really important to, to, to surround yourself with people who share the same vision that you have and build cool stuff together. It's also way more fun to do stuff together. And, and uh, which is also from, from the EUS, from it's, um, uh, EUSWorldwide.com is the website. They wrote other books as well. One's called Rocket Fuel, which describes the relationship between the integrator and the visionary. So a visionary, I'm more on, on, on the visionary end. Yeah. Um, I have like ideas and concepts. I do high-level partnerships, etc. But you also need somebody who makes sure train. And there's different different types of um, of you can't can't be good at everything. You know, for example, I'm also not, I'm exactly. not a quant. I'm not I'm not a numbers guy. Yeah, you know. So I have a, a one of my business partners. He's an absolute super nerd when it comes to numbers. So this is why I'm partnering up with him because I know right. he has has this covered. You know. So this yeah. is, I guess, it's yeah. it's the beauty of <laughs> see like playing a an, an uh, 
MMORPG, like a massive multiplayer online game where you have like different characters, like the warrior, the yeah. healer, the magician, exactly. whatever. You kind of exactly. need, you need the team. Yeah. yeah if you don't have the team, it, it gets quite weak. I mean, in one of my companies, Sun Valley Invest, which is like a family investment company, my brother is taking more responsibility for the numbers and I got more the, the visionary and, and, and the people side of things. Uh, and another business, they're um, more of like executive, non-executive, just helping with like transferable advice from other businesses in the same situation to, to help them to scale and to, to run. And um, yeah, if you don't have the complete team, you, you're, you're potentially much, much weaker and that will stagnate your, your rocket journey for sure. Uh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, I can, I can imagine that we've got quite a few books uh, that are similar in, in the bookshelf for whatever reason. Uh, and I, f- I find it fascinating. Yeah. No, what I, what I, are you talking I always ask people, especially when I hire people, what are the top three, what are, what's the last book that you've read and what are your yeah. top three books that had the biggest impact in your life? Yeah. A, because I want to know if I want to get good book recommendations and I also want to see if this person's in the growth mindset and continuously improving. Yeah. If it's like, yeah, I don't read books, you know, then he's most likely will not get, get hired. Yeah. 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 I'm curious, what, what are your top three books uh, that had the biggest impact in your life? I'm too many to limit to, to, to bring it down to three. But I, I, I'll jump on some of the latest ones because over this summer I have done uh, like almost like a small little personal body transformation uh, without a personal trainer. Uh, so I have over this summer read more than 10 books on just nutrition, different ways. And uh, if you read like one or two or three books on nutrition, then you become all of a sudden almost like uh, an expert, which is ridiculous uh, considering how much we should know about our own health. Um, so I've done a lot of reading around running and, uh, and health this summer. But the, the latest business book I read was actually on negotiation. And what is it called? Because it Never was split re- the difference? No, it was a gem, uh, which I have missed so many years, but yeah, I've read that one as well. What is it called? He is was an FBA hostage negotiator. Uh, I'll is that pick... Chris, Chris, Chris Was? That's yes, the, yes, Chris Was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I need to get it just a second. <laughs> it was actually, yeah, you're right. Uh, it was never split the difference because I've seen for so many years, but I never read it, and uh, and it was uh, interesting to read, um, absolutely. But like all books, um, you hear their story, and yes, it works for them. But what do they actually do? Like drill down to the core concepts you can actually copy, paste, and apply to your life. That's always so tricky to get out of a book. So yeah, it's usually hidden in the book, so I have to read it again. No, it was a really good read. And um, yeah, just like Chris, I've also been to Harvard and worked with their negotiation team. And uh, yeah, great work with scholars who also got the practical angle. I love that. So yeah, I'll give the question back to you without giving a proper answer. <laughs> what about your <laughs> books? Sorry, I'm not giving a yeah, proper no, answer. No, no, it's, uh, it's also a lot. It's hard to, to narrow it down, but like definitely ones that were like biggest was like aha moments for me. Yeah. Um, was one, another Napoleon Hill book called Outwitting the Devil. Yeah. Um, where, the, you know, it, it's a book that was released like maybe 10 years ago or so. And uh, Napoleon Hill died like in the 40s or something like this. Yeah. So he was scared to release the book because it was so controversial. He thought that they would get killed if, if they release it because it was very against the school system, religion, uh, the, the church, 
the church and um, the government. So yeah, they, they held it back, but it's like, uh, basically in this book, he interviews the devil asking the devil, what tools does the devil has to make, to hold us back to not reach power? Yeah. The one key tool of the devil is fear, you know, which is, uh, you know, not asking for the promotion, not starting the business, not asking the girl out, etc. Yeah. And it's a really phenomenal book. Um, yeah. Second one is the four agreements, which talks about the agreements that you make with yourself. Um, you know, that you don't have conflicting agreements and also which, what kind of agreements the four that you should, should make with yourself. Yeah. Really, really amazing book. If you haven't read it, everybody on the podcast, do yourself a favor and read it. Um, traction. It's the one I mentioned in yeah, terms yeah, of business. Yeah. Definitely big impact. Um, I also really like the surrender experiments. Um, yeah, I like that too. Yeah, I could go on. I, I consume yeah. a, a lot of books. <laughs> I got uh, a recent Complete Wildcard book, which I found from, a, from I call them our sister podcast. They are not our sister, but we had a guy called Johnny FD on one of the first podcasts we ever had. Uh, just because their name is quite similar, it's Invest Like a Boss, which is not Invest in You, but Invest Like a Boss, mm-hmm. I like the name. Uh, and their latest uh, episode, they had a guy called Bill uh, Perkins, and he wrote a book called Die With Zero. I recommend you die, read die, 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 die with. with Zero. I recommend okay. reading it because it gives you perspective on life. Mm-hmm. So spoiler alert, uh, it's all around how can you really, like in, in your, your case, for example, how long do you actually think you will live? And therefore, how can you then distribute your funds, time and everything and, and make the best out of life? So eventually, when when is your turn that you actually have zero dollars to your name and on your account and you have you've spent it wisely? For example, giving while you live instead of give everything when you die. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting, very unusual book and he is uh, very experienced in the investment field so he's got quite heavy um, tone of that so that book came out this summer actually so all right uh, um, i'll check it out yeah it's, it's it's a it's an easy listen if if you want to but it, i always listen pr- to all your books pr- yeah exactly yeah yeah i found it there as well uh, so yeah i can recommend because it, it will give you some thoughts at night <laughs> but no i lo- love books love books that's good all right. Um, uh, can you explain slightly more about for the people who are especially in the coaching space so they can take away like what is uh, your up coach about? So which okay. is one of your, your latest projects. So again, uh, and it's okay to be tactical and drill down here and be specific. So yeah, what is, what is it? So the problem that we saw or like why I built it was that there's lots of coaching software out there, but the majority of the coaching software is focusing only on how do I get more clients in, you know, landing page builders, schedulers, blah, like how to take money. But I couldn't find, or like for courses, there's a bunch of good stuff out there where I can host your online courses. But there was nothing that I could find that was good on delivering your coaching program. Basically, how to deliver, you know, the, the group coaching or the one-on-one coaching, hold people accountable and make it transparent and online, you know. So this is this, I guess that's that's the key thing that, that we do is like really deliver well. Um we also have a CRM built in, so you can kind of see everything about your coachee, how they're progressing, etc. We have like Kanban boards where you have all your 
coaches in and the ones who are basically slacking, not logging into the systems, not yeah. checking off their to-dos, not doing their habits, etc. This is like, like a key thing. And then in the group coaching aspect, we've built in a way that we have extreme positive peer pressure because in this, we make it everything very transparent. So you see if the other person, are, are they doing their homework? Are they doing their to-dos? Are they showing up to meetings? Are they doing their habits, et cetera? So yeah. it's like very transparent. So, and this positive peer pressure made all the difference. So that if you run a mastermind or group coaching, it's a really amazing tool to make sure you really deliver and show people the, how they progress and what impact your coaching has, you know, which is also a, a hard thing to do. So yeah, that's, that's yeah. the, and then I mean, another aspect is we can scale, scale it. So if you have a coaching business, so with my coaching business, now I have sub coaches who are, sub coaches who are teaching my philosophies to others. And I'm, I don't want to say a control freak, but I want to make sure that everybody who signs up gets yeah. good quality of, of coaching. So we have this system built in that you can kind of keep the finger on the pulse to see how people rate the sessions, etc. Yeah, another key aspect when you want to scale your business. Yeah, I mean, what, what I can see is uh, having worked uh, a lot as, as a coach uh, myself is uh, I can see many theories, good practices, uh, uh, even uh, books and so on shine shine through as as yes, like high level look upon the tool. So uh, very good first impression from us having a look and not not like sell again. We're not re reselling here. I'm just saying that if you're in this space, feel free to check it out. And if you're not in this space, just just hear us out in terms of like what is good practice. It's everything from the habit building which we mentioned. It is uh, how you uh, maybe have an accountability partner for for my training i've got ivan my son who's a training freak at the moment uh, and just share with him like my training progress and that keeps me accountable to show that i'm actually doing progress and uh, so yeah. we, we also have like for um you know in my program there's usually between eight and ten people in a group but then i always break it down to accountability teams of three yeah. You know, and these people meet another hour per week and kind of go through homework and hold each other extra accountable. You know, so yeah. it's like having accountability partners like makes all the difference, makes it so easy. Well, like my, my personal trainer is my accountability partner. Yes. You know, he comes at, uh, we, we train at six in the morning and sometimes I'm like, uh, I don't know how to do it, but he's, <laughs> he's there. So I'm just getting up and doing it. And so it's like, make, makes life so much easier if, if, if you yeah. have this. Yeah. Now I can completely relate to that as well to have, uh, yeah buddies so to speak for the month which might might not um, change over time as well so yeah, that's great okay um high level thinking um do you think what you're doing right now would, would be similar in five years from now do you think might um, have pivoted again or what I, i'm not trying to build, destroy a business idea or anything else but no, progression no. i i think you know since this is so close up coach is so close to my personal mission yeah, you know, I think that's gonna be. Usually, I get tired of of business after five years, you know, and then I I don't I don't run them. I have like yeah. somebody else who runs them or I sell them. But this is um I'm stoked about it that I think I'll, it's it's gonna be my focus for a long time. Great, and the same thing that you you can grow and and also develop further because it's so broad in theory what you can do with such a tool, and you can bring different parts of the world and. Um, and uh, yeah, you got the whole no, different aspect. different applications. We, we we for example, we run all of our team meetings and accountability and to dos, and we run it through AppCoach as well. And then other yeah. companies are doing it as well. Or 
people who run agencies um, using it to hold their customers as well accountable, you know, it's, and, and to run meetings with them more efficiently. So, yeah, so what's, uh, for, for the listeners, the official place for uh, UpCoach, what's uh, the domain? Domain is upcoach.com. That was very simple. So you can all remember, check that out if that's appropriate. Okay. Um, who else do you know that we should try to get to this uh, podcast? Anyone sure. that springs to mind? The, the open referral system. We have not used it so much <laughs> as we could, but we can. <laughs> so I, I ask you now. Um, uh, it can be a, it can be a mentor, role model, or it can be anyone, any level. Someone else who you who think you about think? My, my my business partner Todd Herman, who, who wrote yeah. the Alter Ego Effect. He's yeah. a very 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 experienced coach. So he he he'd definitely be a good one uh, in terms of investing in yourself. He's probably the, the best one. To, that's that great. To that's perfect. So now we've got another episode. So you need to help us with the connection. So yeah, again, for, for the listeners, uh, when you're on the call, just ask for that tiny, tiny referral. It uh, might be the, the thing that unlocks the next business idea or growth in your life. So that's, that's fantastic. Um, we are getting towards the end of this call. We have another favorite question, which is like, um, what has been your favorite office so far? My favorite office? Yes. Um, so I used to have an office here in Bodrum City, which was really nice, very well designed. My wife has a construction company and friends of ours, they, they built furniture. So we built like this beautiful office with this beautiful conference room. And um, we had it. I'm, I'm the only one who lives in Bodrum and my CTO also lives in Bodrum of, of the one business and also yeah. the business part and upcoach. And we had the office for all my businesses that they can come in for planning sessions for a 90 day planning session. And so people always came in yeah. but now it, and, and everybody's remote. Like we, we used to have an office in Kiev and we have one office in, uh, in, in Skopje, yeah. but um, the one in Kiev, we also shut down and the one in Skopje still exists. But, you know, so we're 200 some people and um, with, with different companies and they come and now that with Corona hits, I realized that we don't really need this. And so we got rid of the office and we yeah. built an extension to our house. And now this is the part of the furniture is still in here uh, in okay. this room. So I, I really enjoy my, my home office right now. So it's perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. That's, that's, that's great. Um, I would like to say on the behalf of uh, also Charlie and Ivan who will listen into this in, uh, in uh, their absence. Thank you so much for helping out to be on the podcast to share value with the world. And uh, until next time, uh, feel free to reach out and uh, get back to us. Charlie, I've heard love five-star reviews. So if you are listen to this podcast and haven't left one yet feel free just to, to do that it means so much especially to him uh, so yeah until next time all the best and thank you thank you thank for having you. me